Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hey, Hazel. Welcome to Underrepresented in Tech. How are you? Happy to be here. Very great. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Well, Ali can't be here this week. Um, and so I just mentioned to you today, were you available? And you were so gracious. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, one of the benefits of being on Slack together. I know, right? So just for people who might not know who you are, why don't you just give us, you know, the 30-second the version of who is Hazel? Sure. I've been around, uh, lurking around the corners of WordPress for a while. I think I'm starting to get more people in the community, but I've been doing marketing for WordPress plugins for the events calendar and a few others for three to four years now. I worked with Modern Tribe, but I've gone back in marketing and tech, worked for Yelp and all kinds of companies for a long time. Uh, just doing marketing of all sorts. I've basically worn all the marketing hats a person can wear. <laughs> now you're doing that for Stellar. And now I'm doing that for Stellar WP, exactly, which is sort of Liquid Web's software branch of all things WordPress. And that's where we get to look to work together, which is super <laughs> exactly. cool and super fun. Well, the topic that I had thought of for today um, came to me from TikTok. I know everybody laughs that I, I'm on TikTok, but everybody's on TikTok. I don't care who you are. You can say you're not on TikTok, but I'll probably find you there somewhere. Um, <laughs> that is true. That is true. But, uh, you know, there's all these mask mandates and then there's these anti-maskers. And regardless of where you fall on it, there's the schools that are really struggling right now with whether or not to require masks. And there was one woman uh, on this one TikTok, they're appealing the school boards, don't wear, don't make my child wear a mask. And she says, my child is so beautiful. She literally has this accent. My child is so beautiful. You can't cover up the face. I want you to see how beautiful she is. And I thought, well, she'll look really pretty in her casket too, if that's the way you think about things, right? Right. If the priority is uh, your daughter's the way your daughter's nose looks, there's a different thing at play here, probably. Exactly. Which also got me thinking about, and I also saw like tw tweets about this and I saw posts about this, that, you know, for years we've been talking about how schools and communities police women's bodies by what, you know, controlling what they wear through dress code. And sometimes it's an unofficial dress code. And sometimes, of course, for schools, it's an official dress code. And it just, it makes us as women laugh sometimes like, oh, I can't wear spaghetti straps. Like, my shoulders are so attractive. The guys won't even be able to control themselves. It doesn't well, make a lot of sense. It doesn't. And where it gets more ridiculous is, I mean, they have ones where it just depends on your being a human and all human have different bodies. So it's like, don't show cleavage could mean vastly different things. I mean, I have friends that can wear a t-shirt up to their neck and you're showing cleavage. <laughs> yes. It's just their body and how it exists. Right. So like, exactly. I, I mean, like, it just feels like you're in a constant state of being a woman, of having to apologize for having breasts, frankly. Yes, exactly. I remember in the sixth grade on the bus that I was, I know nobody will believe this. I was the shyest child you will ever meet. Like, Interesting. I swear I got through like half the school year and the teacher was like, who are you? Why are you in my classroom? <laughs> That's how shy I was. And on the bus, an older kid snapped my bra. And you know, every woman knows what that feels like to have somebody snap their bra. Yes. And I was, I'm sure I changed every shade of red. I was mortified because now everybody knew I had a bra on, which I mean, now I don't care if my straps show now, but I grew up, you know, having to wear pantyhose with skirts, having to make sure my bra straps were always covered. 
And it's like, I have pretty brows now. I don't care if they show it. Like, you want to know that I'm wearing purple? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I paid $50 for that bra. I want other people to see it too. It was so <laughs> odd what a taboo that was. Like, to show your brother, like, who cares? <laughs> it's like really? another piece of fabric under this piece of fabric. Right, right. I mean, when you think about some city schools that, that tell girls they can't show their shoulders, but they've got the boys with the pants that are like hanging down below their bottoms. I don't know how, it's like they defy gravity, by the way, those pants. <laughs> Like showing half their boxer shorts off, and but I can't show my shoulders, you know. No, I had that in school. I remember kids, girls were like regular. It's almost like I mean, it's intended just to like embarrass girls, which I know sounds Mm -hmm. malicious and like I'm conspiratorial, but it frankly is. Like it's I remember going to class being like 14, and you have to like raise your hands up to see if your belly button shows. Like, really, is my is my like belly button really distracting everybody (laughs) from class? Uh, I get where folks say like maintaining professionalism, but to me, it comes back to what you were saying and there's so much that just men don't have to consider even like me going to this podcast mm-hmm. as soon as I came on you're like oh actually we're audio only because I put lipstick on right? right like it's but a man wouldn't even consider it and it's right. it, I just always think about that how we have this extra layer of it's like a mm-hmm. physical like actual with makeup and the way we have to dress but also it just yeah. you always think about it and I end up torn frankly because I do like dressing and I do like doing my makeup so it's yes. weird I enjoy it but it also is this responsibility almost mm-hmm. and and you'll almost never see me in makeup because I freaking hate it I don't have the time yeah, I, don't so- do <laughs> I want to be able to rub my eyes and not have mascara smear I mean like mm-hmm. you know so if people see me in makeup they're like whoa why are you so dressed up you know <laughs> Like I, I knew that a boy was a, a boy, a guy was breaking up with me a couple of years ago. Like we had been texting and then he was, he still wanted to meet and have dinner and kind of explain everything. I put makeup on and my lowest cut shirt that night just to like, this is what you're missing, buddy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, I like so it. Yes, I, I like being able to weaponize it when I want to. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But, but no, it is a thing. Yeah. yeah. But to bring it all back to technology, right, which you and I were talking a little bit in in what we're going to discuss today, I think about like, you know, we work in tech, nobody cares if you're wearing a hoodie. Like, remember when Mark Zuckerberg and his hoodies were like the talk of everything? Like, he never wears a suit jacket, the man doesn't own a tie, because who cares? We sit in front of a computer all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think about like packing for WordCamp, I'm pretty sure that my male counterparts are like, are these jeans clean? Hey, I want my WordPress t-shirts. And like, it all goes in the suitcase and that's it. Me, I'm like, oh, well, which shirts should I bring? Cause I don't really wear t-shirts cause they're never fit. So I'm always like, should I wear this one? Will this one show too much cleavage? Is this one going to be too, you know, provocative? Um, yes. you know, and I try not to be that way, but the truth is, first of all, I'm five feet tall. Every man is taller than me. And when they have to look down into your face and they're looking at your boobs at the same time. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it really is. So it's like, is this shirt high enough that whenever I'm in the middle of everybody else, they're not staring down my cleavage, even inadvertently. Right. Because I know that they're not lusting after me at word camp. No, but I mean, it's just, I mean, I get what you're saying. I don't want them to be uncomfortable either. Right. So. And it is the ongoing thing of, yeah, that isn't a thing that men have to deal with that much. And it's funny I've noticed it more recently of almost a, a weird backlash of, of women, um, especially in like the Bay Area where I've worked a lot, is like you have to prove that you're the cool girl, kind of like this uh, gone girl thing, right? The being the cool girl and like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, you're going to go in hoodies and jeans because you only care about tech and anything else. And like as soon as a woman does care about fashion or something, it's it's like this odd 
it's oddly ostracizing, which I know this sounds so petty to worry about, but I just know that nobody has ever questioned a man about like wearing shiny shoes one day. And if I wear heels to the office, every single person will be like, oh my God, why are you wearing heels? Like, I just want to live my life. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the opposite of the devil wears Prada. It's like the devil yeah, wears. And it kind of is like you have to show that aesthetics don't matter because we're all just <laughs> robots and brains untethered to bodies. I never owned a baseball cap until I started working in technology. And now it's like, I could wear a baseball cap because nobody cares if my hair is perfect today, you know? Right. So I get it. And there is that aspect of it that I love, but there's the other of like, there's almost the expectation that you have to like degender yourself almost. (laughs) Of course, when you get, when you don't live in a tech center. So like I'm in Rochester, New York, and yes, there is some tech here because, you know, Kodak and Xerox and everything were headquartered here. But, um, you know, I'm a 52 year old woman. I have purple hair now, which, you know, you do too. (laughs) Um, And I, and I have tattoos, which, you know, in my growing up, tattoos were so taboo. Like you were a thug or you had a mm. tramp stamp or those kinds of things. Like only the bikers had tattoos, right? Like I have six tattoos now. They're on my wrists. Like I went to my daughter's wedding with my tattoos showing and it never even occurred yeah. to me that somebody might have heard of before. Yeah. <gasps> right. Exactly. Like if my grandmother was alive, she would either say, you go girl or, oh my God, what were you thinking? And I really don't I know. Love much, it. But, <laughs> but it's true. So, and I also think too about like, when women dress it's true that we dress for other women right absolutely absolutely it's uh like although i'll say my husband's very stylish but in single days yeah it's always dressing for other women and or yourself really i mean i don't know yeah exactly i've been it's funny i I actually like this conversation because we fall on different sides of i think where we are personally of like yeah yeah. um and I, i defend this a lot having a daughter um and a son to be honest which is when it comes to dress, stereotypical um, female dress of things or things that women are more stereotypically into are looked down upon. They're less than. Okay. So for okay. instance, my son loved Dora when he was little and couldn't find a Dora shirt, which is the most absurd thing because it was oh, a yeah. female character uh, and they don't make female characters for boy shirts. They still don't in 2021 today. Like if you want to buy a Ray shirt from Star Wars on a boy's shirt, you won't find it. Yeah, that's crazy. But I think that comes down to like this, what I'm trying to say is where we fall on different ends of like, well, there was this whole move of like, be super casual. It doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man, you can dress however. But in there is this other side, if you do want to embrace dressing more stereotypically like a woman, it becomes looked down on in another way. Because it's like, why aren't you caring about technology and you can't win is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you dressed up today. You must not understand how to code. Yeah, exactly that, right? Like so there's a correlation. The <laughs> there's any correlation between my physicality and my brain ability. It just, it's, it does boggle the mind just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's some improvements. I think men are getting somewhat better. And uh, you know what? My brother wear, puts uh, under eye concealer on before he goes on calls. So I guess it's catching <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> this is true also. And, you know, and truth, like we've talked, we've talked on this podcast before me and Allie about uh, gender nonconformity and um, mm-hmm. non-binary and, and mm-hmm. just the, the different, that it's not just male, female gender anymore, that sure. it's, it's, you know, that there's so many different ways you can express yourself and mm-hmm. how that's so much more embraced. Now, granted, it's not embraced everywhere. I understand that there's still struggles. I understand that there's still danger for people in non-binary situations okay and trans situations but it's 
better embraced in certain cultures now. And I think that in our tech community, I see that more than I would have say when I was working at a church. (laughs) 100%. And I actually think, you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking about these negatives and there is this Mm -hmm. sort of embracing of you're right as people gender identity and the fluidity of gender and what does it all mean? I think the tech community is probably more eager to embrace it. Like the reason I voice raised there, because like as soon as I started saying, I was like, is it true? Because then I would think about all of the like shitty men in tech. So it's a, it's oh, a, yeah, it's a back and forth. But I yeah. do think it's generally a more forward thinking and where self-expression as an extension of gender or not um, mm-hmm. is more accepted. Mm-hmm. Like if Jeff came tomorrow, Jeff, Jeff works here in the office. If he showed up tomorrow with like black nail polish on, I probably so wouldn't cool. even think about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I did something this week. I, I wasn't feeling well earlier this week. So I wore the same clothes. I wore the same pants and the same shirt two days in a row because mm-hmm. they were clean. It didn't really matter. I didn't spill yeah. on them. Right. And at the end of the second day, I said to Jeff, I go, did you notice that I wore the same exact clothes two days in a row? He goes, no, should I have? I'm like, no, that's my point is it really doesn't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um, I, this mask thing is, I think, hilarious that it does boil down to like the dress code being the ultimate defense of that, which is so true, though. Right. It's like, oh, if you, yeah, could really do, you can't enforce masks, but you can enforce spaghetti straps. There's a, a huge gap there. <laughs> Absolutely. And not to be disparaging to the men in the audience, because we do understand that oh, neckties are terrible. This is my first time as a guest. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying in general, it's something that I was talking with Jeff about this morning is that guys do have some conformity too, right? So like in tech, we hardly ever see a guy in a necktie and a suit, right? Like unless they're True. at a wedding or something like that. But but in certain areas, like I and most, like my dad's an engineer, he went to work in a suit and tie probably until about 10 years ago and he owns the company you know and now it's all like you know polo shirts and things like that but they don't show up in t-shirts and jeans still like they still have this certain level of expectation and you know I think back to like Mad Men and I look at some of the stuff that has carried through from like the 50s and 60s yeah and I think about neckties and how they really are just horrible things unless you embrace it's a weird just odd thing yeah. I mean, if it's your personal style and you love them, more power to yeah. you, wear them wherever. I know guys that were like exclusively wear bow ties and I know women that exclusively wear bow ties because that's their thing and they love them. And I'm all about empowering what you personally enjoy. But if you hate wearing those things, just say no. <laughs> and, I, and I love that that's where we are today. I do think one thing that's interesting out of it is how the subcultures still sort of gravitate. For instance, you uh, and I and another coworker of ours were on a call the other day and we all have short, brightly dyed hair, which yeah. I thought was kind of hilarious. And I mean, I go show that like, it is very accepted. <laughs> exactly, right? It is very accepted in tech, which is fine, but it's kind of funny how these subcultures kind of gravitate. I don't really have a takeaway from that. I just thought that was yeah. interesting though, how it just it kind was- of gravitates anyway. <laughs> It made me think of that. You are unique, just like everybody else. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. There's some truth to that for sure. Well, any parting thoughts about any of this or anything in general? Well, I've got no, I I just really appreciated being part of it. I I do have a lot to say when it comes to how gender norms are viewed and especially in tech as uh, women are still not the default, right? It's still men as a Mm -hmm. default. If you talk about anyone in tech, the first vision in men is a man. And I think that a white man for that matter. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of room for underrepresented in tech. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think back to um, even just five years ago, and there was still perhaps less than 50% women showing up at WordCamps and things like that. Now mm-hmm. it's actually around the same or sometimes even more women, which is super cool. That is, and, it's amazing. Uh, I love to see that shift for sure. Well, yeah. I hope that you will consider coming back in the future. Um, and yes. We have other topics to discuss, and I I have invited you to be in WP Coffee Talk, so I look forward to us recording recording that as well. And I've, as always, I always enjoy talking to you. So thanks for being here for Underrepresented in Tech. If you are listening, visit our um, Twitter account at Underrepped in Tech, and we would love to hear your take on this. So give us some feedback. And uh, until then, we'll see you all next week, where we're actually talking to Andrea Middleton next week about education and the disparity of Um, access to education and what it means to be self-educated within technology. So we'll see you all then. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. NinjaForms. NinjaForms is WordPress form building simplified. Build beautiful, user-friendly forms that will make you feel like a professional web developer. No code required. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.